what are we doing? It's show us your tips. <laughs> Had a mental blank there. Wrong show. Show us your tips. Progret Racing, Dag and Beaver, all that sort of stuff. Doing a midweek preview of Canterbury and Sandown. Uh, did you have a bet on the weekend, Beaver, just quickly? Look, I... Um I had a bit of a play around, but uh, this time of year, it's uh, I always sort of take the foot off the accelerator a bit and just uh, watch a few and try and pick the eyes out of them. But I kind of, uh, yeah, had to change the tact, particularly I think in Sydney, because if you weren't up near the lead, um, you just had no chance. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, that's true. I ended up having a good result on Bandersnatch, and then I, I think the timing was quite yeah, good. I mean, I couldn't believe... The price. Bandersnatch was seven dollars. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't believe the price. Like I tipped Rubisaki, obviously on the show, um, but by that time of the day, there was no way I was backing Rubisaki, and um, Bandersnatch was always going to probably go forward, and it got out to seven dollars, and and led all the way, and never looked like getting beaten, and it was uh, it was a bit of a no brainer by that time of the day. I just couldn't believe that the money didn't come for it and didn't get out for Rubisaki. No, I, I was the same. I was quite more than happy to take the, yeah, the 750-odd. Um, and then I was more than happy when the meeting was called off about 20 minutes later because I just went, you know what, I've had my result. Uh, moved on for yeah. the day. Uh, Can't give it back. So that that worked but out. But I right. just don't get... I just don't get horses like Rubisaki, um, White was sitting back where it was when you just knew you couldn't win from back there. Yeah. It, it, I just... I just don't understand what they're thinking. Um, there's a yeah, there's just, a, a theory that um, pace is class. So if you can't, if you're not good enough to show your own pace, uh, maybe you're not that good, or, or you need all your things. Obviously, there's exceptions to every rule, but um, I think in Sydney, particularly now, they put out the stewards' maps. I think jockeys are just scared to change anything, uh, and and I think the. The combination of tr- that, that's not a stable that's going to want to go forward. Uh, but, you know, disappointing and all, but you've got to have some flexibility. Uh, and I think that's why we see, tend to see more often in uh, in Melbourne where you see Jamie Carrs and Damien Olivers and Ben Mellums happy to just put the best horse in the race. Uh, I think in Sydney they get a bit scared yeah. of having to ride to a map and you may as well tear, tear up your ticket if you're on it. Yeah, that's right. It was just – it was – all over Red Rover by that time. And, um, yeah, but even earlier in the day, you, you could see it was going to be on pace. And, um, yeah, if you, if you looked at that, um, you probably had a reasonable day. Mm, yeah, and uh, down south we saw Jamie Carr become the first rider in uh, Metro Melbourne history to ride 100. Uh, first female, obviously, as a result to do it. So uh, quick, I guess a quick summary of your thoughts on Jamie Carr. Oh, just... Uh, she's outstanding, an outstanding jockey, an outstanding person, um, deserves uh, all the reward that she's getting for all the hard work she's put in and, um, you know, credit to her. She's a jockey that's um, just easy to back. Yeah, I think that's the, the – especially for the two of us, uh, hard to find a bigger rap than uh, easy to back. And um, particularly as midweeks, uh, how often – I know the, the equivalent, I suppose, in Sydney's J-Mac at the moment, but you, you see them go on, you see the target race and you see these midweek races uh, easy to back. You, you, you can single them out pretty comfortably, especially when uh, you've got plenty of other ducks in a row. Well, it's outstanding when you've got a female jockey like Jamie Carr that's one of the best jockeys going around at, at the moment and uh, started, at, started in South Australia at some of those uh, – lesser tracks there and uh, rode a lot of winners and then went to the city in uh, Adelaide and uh, was was the best jockey in town and uh, now getting rewards in Melbourne and 
you know, getting put on good horses, which always helps, but you've got to be able to write to, to do that. And uh, she certainly gets put on the good horses and doesn't let you down. I think, um, yeah, it was easy to be a, a small fish, a big fish in a small pond, which she was in Adelaide, but to come and to essentially, in a, I think it's about a third full season, uh, be as dominant as she's been, uh, kudos to her. And um, hopefully the media, there has been a heap of it, hopefully they don't uh, build up too much of a tall poppy for her because I think it's a fantastic racing story and um, for a female, and well, oh, I don't want to ha- harp on a general thing, but it is pretty much any sport where men and women compete on a level playing field and um, she was the best down south. So, um, yeah, full credit. Yeah, it's brilliant. Uh, should we get into tomorrow, though? We will look forward. Uh, we've Let's got, get into it and see if we can find a winner. We've got wet track racing uh, in uh, Sydney and Melbourne. Uh, listed currently Canterbury is heavy. I believe it's a nice day tomorrow, but Canterbury, te- it is winter, but Canterbury tends to, to drain her right. I think we're getting closer to soft old hope by jump time tomorrow uh, around 10 to 1, where we kick off with the two-year-olds over the 12.50. And, um, look, I'm going to oh, lead us away for once, but I actually like the win of Almighty Rising. I thought it gets the track set up here. It's a little bit of time between runs. It beat Dragonstone, who um, was okay on the weekend, but a horse you found a bit lately. Uh, gets probably the same setup where it's going to roll forward, lead this, and uh, around the $4 mark, I think, uh, is a nice way to start the day for me at least. Uh, how about yourself? Yeah, look, I've gone, I've gone for Construct. I uh, really liked its first up run. Uh, hit the line really hard, was doing its best work late, uh, freshened up with a barrier trial um, a few weeks later. But if you go back to last preparation, um, it ran in some in the Blue Diamond. Um, was only four lengths off uh, Torius in that race. Uh, prior to that, a few lengths off um, in the Pro uh, General Bow and Animo, and Jigsaw. They're all horses that have got some pretty pretty good form. So, look, I think uh, a horse like this, if um, can put its best foot forward, can be certainly hard to beat. Uh, I should mention the rails in the field <laughs> and on the wet track, um, we'll just watch for any uh, rail bias, I guess, early in the day uh, in terms of how we play throughout the afternoon. Uh, race number two is the 1,100 metres, three-year-old maiden. Uh, we've got the trialer, <clears throat> hot trial up in Queensland, Matt Dunhorse. Uh, is that the one you're looking at? You've got a bit of a handle on this form. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I am going to go for head legislator. I like the fact they brought it to Sydney. Um, got form again behind Orbison, uh, which we know is a good horse. Uh, the other two are also a first starter and resuming that are in the market, but I, I think this might have a little bit of ability and let's hope it does. Yeah, the trial was nice up there. Um, obviously, has to bring that to to Sydney. Uh, I thought the first starter, Kaela, trialed really well too on the wet track. Um, trialed here. I think it was here at trial. Let me just double-check that. Uh, yes, has had the trial here on the wet uh, and got through it pretty well. Um, Overlord, we've seen a little bit, um, but it d- does trial well, Overlord, if it hasn't necessarily brought that to town. So I think that can run well around $8, but three and four for me, sort of against the Mount Fuji um form at the top there race number three benchmark 72 over the 1250 uh tamerlane's come out which i've just seen uh which leaves me with the favorite on top uh salik was a nice win first up uh got through the uh the heavy well van giz won in the weekend that forms held up pretty well all around it and uh can be close enough to on pace here where that shouldn't be an issue either 
Um, so one of the better bets today, actually, Salik, for me. Yeah, I think can't, can't disagree with you there, mate. Uh, you've summed it up nicely. You're very, very hard to beat and potentially one of the best bets of the day. Race number four, benchmark 64, 1250. Uh, what have you got for us? Yeah, tough race here. Um, wasn't overly keen on anything, but uh, if I was forced to have a pick, I kind of went for Granado from the Waller stable. Um, was only just behind the place getters uh, first up uh, in heavy going. Uh, handles handles the track okay. Uh, was long odds there, but uh, a bit shorter in the market here. This isn't a strong field. Uh, could draw, it was drawn well enough. Um, it's got enough pace to probably sit in the first half of the field and hopefully can uh, finish off well enough to win. Yeah, I was, I was against the lead-up race, which was the the Warwick Farm No Laughing Matter race. I just I figured if I'm going to play, it'll be away from that, so looking for the different form. Ended up with Arctic Thunder on top, actually. Um, I think it's it's going all right. Eight-week freshen up, a trial tick over since. It's not one I tend to find with Wagga and Wagga form in it, uh, but – it does have a run, a length of Prince of Aragon, which would be uh, competitive here at uh, Cambler. And little claim for Ellen Hennessy, who actually has written okay the couple of times I've seen her uh, in town lately. Um, I've got it on top. So I think it and Granada, yeah, that's just playing away from that lead-up race and both at the each-way price um, might be the way to handle race four. The fifth uh, is a benchmark 72 over the 1,100 metres where Tamerlane's come out of the earlier race to come here. Uh, are you looking to the blue colours there through that rustic steel race? Look, yeah, it looks, looks very hard to beat here. I thought this was a super tough race. Uh, I, I really struggled to find something in here. Um, I settled on imposing both. Um, I'm just hoping it's drawn wide that hopefully they'll hurry up forward and try and get up on the speed and yeah that might be enough to get away with the race but this is uh, many of these horses have got similar form coming through the same races um, last start was less than probably impressive but prior to that was fairly good so uh, hopefully it can turn it around tomorrow uh, yeah I that um, that imposing bow run it sort of was uh, outside lead, and then I thought it gave in a bit too easily. It was a tough run, but it, it was trailed. Mm. Maybe maybe can forgive that. Um, mm. So I, I was a tough race. Probably won't bet in it, but I, I did have Tamerlane on top, I think. Um, now fourth up, wets should be okay. Um, might not even run in a wet, actually, just having a look at my notes. But um, the Rustic Steel Racing and then close to Vitesse in that sort of uh, on that leader's track would um, – Put it in reasonable stead here, but again, I'm not probably going to play around in that race there. Uh, race number six, I don't know if this gets any easier, and I've just noticed a couple of key stretchings as well, but uh, benchmark 72, mm. 1,900 metres. Um, <clears throat> look, it leaves me with Macoma on top. Uh, honest, hasn't won for a while. It's been close all the way through. <sighs> quick backup, Joe Pride, it's his, his trick is the quick backup, wet. A bit of a claim to get it down in the weights as well, around the each way. Uh, hopefully, can posse up close enough where it will be competitive. Uh, so, Macomo on top. I would have been interested in maybe cross if it had been here, but a, a tough affair there. I've just, I think Bethencourt's shown itself up a little bit now. Um, what about you? 
Yeah, look, I, I thought the same. I couldn't back Bethan Court uh, at this point in time. Fantastic Baby uh, is obviously a good chance in being racing in, probably a bit lesser company, uh, but has good winning form and does handle these types of conditions. So it's certainly a chance. Macomo, yeah. I just don't like the two four three two three two type um, form lines. Um, I landed on rules don't apply. Uh, hard horse to catch uh, mixes its form, but uh, I think tomorrow might be a, a decent setup for it to probably run a better race against uh, a lot of horses that don't win and don't win often. Um, so it might be lucky enough to get its win and ridden by James McDonald. Um, hopefully that goes in its favour. Uh, inside gate, a tick there too. I'd say J Mac on gate one. It'll be pretty close to to right on pace, um, which would help as well. Benchmark seven. Yeah, and this is a switch switch back switch back from Saturday class racing to midweek will certainly be in its favour as well. Yep. Uh, I don't know if this is much easier. The fifteen fifty benchmark seventy two to wrap up the day. Uh, I, I've. Well, actually, the more I thought about this, uh, we'll know how the track's playing, but the more I've thought about this, um, Worry Falls might be a good thing. I think this is really dropping grade. It was a nose-off grade house. It would be $1.50. Um, Charlie's, that form's stacked up up in Queensland. Oscar Zulu's flying. Uh, and then a couple of lengths off, we'll, we'll get a line of Macomo uh, in the race before. But uh, if we can run on, nice blending run, gate five, um, I think $4.60, might be a decent price um, from yeah offshore, who's probably obvious, but again doesn't win. Just Josh Parr, I'm guessing, goes forward from the gate. It gives it its best chance. Um, but the more I thought about this, the more I thought Wiry Falls might be a bet here, or will be a bet for me anyway. Uh, yeah, yeah, I thought the same. Um, as you said, this is a, again similar to the race before. I was, this is a huge drop back in grade. Um, coming back off what last four starts have been Saturday grade and, and now it gets back to midweek. So certainly certainly that ticks a box. Um, it's got a decent enough draw, right jockey, right trainer, and it's been racing in, in that Saturday form against some horses that have put strung some wins together. So it's not as though it's been knocked out by a roughie or sort of those types of types of runs um it's been beaten by horses that are showing really good uh winter type form yeah definitely well yeah oscar zulu flying great house flying uh charlie's was flying before we had no luck in queensland so uh easy to find it's actually ended up my best of the day uh and i'm gonna make my value earlier on for progroupracing.com today my value will be the uh john thompson first starter kayala in the second just because i struggled to really stamp anything uh, longer than $5 a day, really. Um, how about yourself, Beaver? Best in value? Yeah, I've gone for race three, number three, Salik. Thought it was the best bet of the day. And my value bet of the day comes up in race six, number seven, rules don't apply. Around the $7, $8 mark. I like it. Uh, so, uh, progetracing.com.au, check them out. They're free tips and extensive guides. Uh, plenty going on there. We're heading, we're on the eve of uh, the spring carnival, a couple of weeks. We'll see some of the good horses back uh, trialing and uh, have something to get excited about as it starts to warm up and, and dry out. Uh, but where it won't be dry is Sandown, where the rail's in the 14-metre mark on Hillside. Uh, there's It's soft today, but it's supposed to rain all day tomorrow down there. Uh, so let's keep an eye on scratching. Let's keep an eye on 
track bias. Um, not entirely sure what to expect, to be honest. It could be uh, the rail out that far might end up even being leaders. So, uh, But being wet might even it out. Let's uh, wait and see. We kick off with the two-year-olds over the 1,000. Uh, are you having any thoughts in the two-year-old race in Melbourne? Yeah, no, this looked really hard to to get a line on. A couple of first starters, a uh, couple of horses coming off wins last start. Uh, not quite sure how the track is going to play. Certainly made it a, a difficult affair to assess. Um, I thought Mira Mira might be from Snowden, yeah. Uh, coming from Sydney, uh, one last start could be could be a sneaky chance at double figure odds. Um, so that might be a bit of a play early on and uh, watch the market for the rest of it. I uh, Yeah, well, I thought the same. I My default was if we're not sure if we're going to, the two at double figures, if I had a really itchy finger and wanted to play, it'd be Mirror Mirror, um, Sydney form. It has, um, and, and it has some reasonable Sydney form first prep where we half thought maybe it wasn't genuine, but, um, you know, that's four moves ahead form, uh, Shakiro form. And even here that the breakthrough win was, was okay. Uh, and Rambo's flying the top weight there. Uh, Craig Newt flying at the moment as well. Uh, up and going wet tracker, um, I know it's deep in prep now, but these are nearly three, so they can probably handle it a little bit better. Uh, I thought both uh, around eleven or twelve dollars uh, would be the each way start to the day, at least for me. Race number two, benchmark seventy, the thousand. So the rest of this meeting is is very deep fields and uh, perhaps some trick shots. So tread with caution. Uh, I end up having I've got the top weight on top here. A bit of a claim helps for Lockie named off, but Twisted Fury four dollars. It's only, the only blip on its record was heading to town against Curran. Where if you forget that it's been going well. Uh, wet track, absolutely no issue at all, and. Um, should be close enough to the pace as well, if that's a concern. So um, on top from me, uh, we'll watch the market just to see what price we get. Um, How do you line all these up? Yeah, uh, another tricky affair. I've gone for number 11, Kev's Girl. Uh, really liked the way it um, outsped them last start. Uh, at, I think it was Swan Hill. Uh, probably going to lead this field uh, or certainly go forward and give them something to chase if there's any any benefit there to the leaders, then it's certainly going to be hard to run past 1,000 metre suits. And I thought as a, as a sort of longer-priced uh, danger is tax-free profit. Uh, thought it's going okay. It's three runs this preparation um, against some, some reasonable opposition. Uh, I think a couple of starts ago, last start, ran fourth at Caulfield behind Malkovich. Uh, less than three lengths. Malkovich is going well at the moment. That's not a bad run. Uh, certainly Malkovich would be short-priced in this. And uh, prior to that, one that's maiden at Swan Hill, but uh, won quite easily. So I, I think it's formed this preparation. It's not too bad. Yeah, cool. Uh, three-year-old fillies is race number three, benchmark 64. Uh, you got a thought? Uh, yeah, I went for shot. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I went for it. Um, one start, one win. Uh, spilled after that. Uh, it was a good win. Um, at its only start, resumes here. If it's um, done enough work, Oliver aboard, it can be super hard to beat. Goes forward, tough to get past. Yeah, looks stylish in that win. Uh, 
first up 14, maybe the only question mark, but uh, the market's right here. That's the that's the horse to beat from Lulu Darling, who's got the inside gate and uh, coming back from Saturday grade. Um, yeah, the market, as I said, is right there. Uh, two from one for me as well. Uh, race number four, the 64 over the mile, where um, did you – can you split these up in 64 land? Wow. Mate, there's only two chances here, uh, Livingston Falls and Warsfold. Um, not much between these two. It's going to, I think I'm really keen to watch this race because I think either of these two um, could go on to better things. Uh, Warsfold was very good first up at um, Werribee after coming from South Australia. Uh, we're able to put in some nice runs. Um, when it's certainly stepped up a distance, it'll certainly enjoy that distance. But I've just led for for Livingston Falls. Uh, both starts as prep have both been third. Um, runs on well. Uh, was short priced and probably a little disappointing, but got too far back again last start and finished off hard enough. Uh, extra journey suits. So Livingston Falls for me, uh, just in front of only Danger Warsaw. I like your confidence. I uh, yeah, I, I couldn't split the three. I, I thought um, too much to bear was a chance as well, uh, but uh, I like I like your confidence actually. Um, and the, the little claim there for Will Price helps uh, in the sticky. I'm not necessarily a huge weights person, but um, when you get to these sort of real heavy, if you get to heavy tracks, any anything it all helps there. It all adds up. Um, cool. No, I'll uh, I'll follow you there. Race five, benchmark 70 over the mile for the girls, uh, where I thought, well, two chances for me here. I liked the uh, win of Leo last time, um, rolling forward. I've actually gone against my usual play and looked for the two, again, the two um, that might roll along close to the pace with the claims. Um, Lady Dior has come back pretty well this prep, and Leo uh, was a nice breakthrough winner. Both should roll along um, and give a sight. Wet's no problem for either. Um, so they're the two, two I was looking at here. Um, White Hibiscus is the super interesting one. We'll know how the track's playing by then. Uh, I noticed it's actually drifted since I did the form and um, has perhaps been disappointing since that Mammoth win here. How do you uh, line all these up? Yeah, uh, good little race. Uh, I've gone for under my spell. Around the five fifty six dollar mark, I thought its run last start was very good at the, on the synthetic at Ballarat. Uh, really put a gap in them. Uh, was well backed and didn't disappoint. Um, always had that racing control. The start before that, I'm willing to put a line through where it ran uh, a distant last uh, at Morfordville, but that was a good race uh, where the favourite was in good health, um, so a quality field. And then prior to that. Um, Ran a nice race at Ballarat, so they obviously took it to Morfordville with a view that it had a bit of, it's got a bit of ability. Uh, just didn't pan out for that day. On that day, uh, back to to this class, um, certainly hard to beat. And you're right, I thought Lady Dioro was good, but uh, probably my other main danger was Mona Dream. Um, it it uh, ran well last start, so under my spell to beat Mona Dream for me. Uh, if this is the if it's the horse, something of I'm pretty sure that Nigel Blackson has a big opinion of it too. Uh, I think any cut of the ground, those are negative, which the the big synthetic win probably yes. 
probably supports, but he he said as long as it's dried, his horse is a, is a good horse. Uh, and uh, I think I found it first up actually when Zusonic beat it, and obviously that form stacked up all right since. So uh, if the track is dry enough, um, I like what you've said there. Race uh, six is the benchmark 70 over the 1,800 metres. Uh well, um, I'm tipping we both probably found the import that's come over, is flying and um, has been dominant. Two Australian starts. Uh, I think it's better than uh, – this is Hosier I'm talking about – better than 70 grade and um, might go even go and do slightly better things early spring. Yeah, you'd like to think so and I think they think so. Uh, so it certainly looks hard to beat. Uh, main danger number seven, Furamond. Uh, it's a good win last start. Uh, was in a – probably position of not a lot of chance on the turn, but uh, flew home from pretty much last. Uh, so if you can cut run on from back of the field, uh, it, it should be in and around the placings. The second last is the benchmark 70 over the 1,400 metres. Uh, how have you uh, shuffled up this big gala affair? Yeah, I'm sticking with Love Planet. It was uh, due to resume uh, the other week and uh, scratched, so resumes here. Uh, I think there'll probably be a bit of money for this uh, in the market. I'd be surprised if it started, $3.60. Uh, it's, a, it's a good little race, however, uh, but Exolita was disappointing last start for me. Uh, and... The difference, it goes all right, but it's just drawn quite wide. It's going to have to probably go forward. Um, and I thought even horses like Ostrada and um, certainly Caffrey, I think Caffrey is probably one of the main dangers uh, around the $10 mark, uh, resuming for the Moody Stable. But no, I like Love Planet. I, I think if if Love Planet's here, it'll win. Uh, I think if they've got any doubts about it on a bog or whatever, they will save it for another day uh, is a simple way I'll look at that. And uh, from the difference, who it has got ability, but it's a, a bit of a peanut, for lack of a better term, uh, and doesn't always put in. So, um, yeah, I think if Love Planet starts, it'll run well, and and you've you've nailed the uh, the main changes there. And we finished today for sixty four over the thousand meters. Uh, Brazen Bully was the obvious uh, track should set up alright if we're running on by by now. Uh, Finished in the uh, gets a quick backup on the back of finishing in uh, the blanket there, chasing deep speed. Um, before that was pretty impressive. So I think back to midweek grade, Ben Mellum, all ticks and will run well again. How are you finishing the day? Yeah, I'm going for just Malcolm around the six dollar fifty mark. Um, look, fifth at sale last start, but that was against the pattern. Uh, so it wasn't as bad a run as it looks. It was only a couple of lengths of them, and it what did start favourite. Um, so they obviously expected it to run well, and just the pattern on the day didn't suit. Prior to that, um, had some really good form uh, coming out of races, uh, Cranbourne, Mowie, and then one first up. So um, if you put a line through uh, last start, which was only two lengths from the winner as favourite, uh, I think it's got good enough form to win a race like this. Very good. Uh, for progroupracing.com.au, your best and value at Sandown. Yeah, my value bet comes up in race two. I went for number 11, Kev's Girl, uh, about the $8 mark. And my best bet of the day comes up in race four, number nine, Livingston Falls. I will make my best. I can't make it hosier, I suppose. I'll make it twisty for you. I think we'll run well. 
Uh, and the value will be the couple I mentioned throughout. Uh, Lady Dora run well around $8 mark in the fifth. Uh, and the couple of two-year-olds, I, I think they'll run better than their price, Miramura and Rambo. Uh, so that's our look at Sandown. Have you got anything up north? Yeah, come up with three up north, a uh, bit of value and a couple of faves. Uh, race for number nine, I think she's good, mm-hmm. uh, around the $6 mark. Uh, I think that'll run uh, nicely. Uh, I then came up with race six, number eight, Keandra Gold, again, around the $5.50, $6 mark. And my other bets comes up in the last race, number seven, She's an Eagle, around $3. Excellent. That's a good little race, the six there. Uh, Zephter Brook and, well, Jack the Lads had some Sydney form too. It's an interesting little race. Um, good job, Beaver. Yep. Nice work. Uh, Thank you, mate. Stay safe. Stay uh, stay sane in lockdown. Uh, all our yep. thoughts with everyone in Sydney. I know uh, anyone watching down south has probably had it much harder, but uh, we'll get through the next month or so and hopefully can catch up for a beer at some point. Uh, as I said, stay safe, punters, and we'll see everyone Thursday night for our Saturday preview. Catch you then.